Ever feel like you've got to get your should together? Is your should about to hit the fan? Have you been sitting in your shoulds for most of your life wondering if you could be more, see more, or do more? Welcome to Shut the Should Up with Candace Payne and Jenny Randall. We're both authors and speakers who want to stomp out your flaming bag of should. With a whole lot of faith, together, let's sort through the pain, purpose, and promise to find freedom in the things we tell ourselves we should and should not do. Because there's so much more in you. Well, good morning, everybody. How you doing? (laughs) It's good to be here. It's good, man. Monday came around quick, and this is our last official week in the month of October of 2020. Can you even believe that? Can't. I can't can't believe it. Well, today we wanted to bring a little bit of um, magic to the show. If if we might, we have a special guest with us. Jenny, are you excited about it? I'm like on the edge of my seat. I'm so excited. Same here. Same here. Well, let me introduce him. We have with us Harris III. As a magician and illusionist who has traveled the world performing for the past 20 years, Harris III knows the importance of wonder and more specifically of living your life with with your wonder switch turned on, open to believing in the things that you can't see. You know, we are all born with an innate sense of wonder, but somewhere along the way, our wonder switch and and the wonder of our childhood is completely crushed. Well, in his new book that he has, The Wonder Switch, The Difference Between Limiting Your Life and Living Your Dream, Harris III is helping readers turn their wonder switch back on. So without further ado, welcome to the show this morning, Harris III. Everybody give him a round of applause. Yes. Woo. Did you feel it? I felt that. I felt, I felt that. <laughs> All right, Candace. <laughs> I totally just went back to that commercial. Do you guys remember that TV commercial? Which one? Uh, There's so I many. I don't know which brand it is. Uh, it's like people get into the car. It's just like, whoo, did you feel that? Did you feel that? <laughs> There's like a couple in the back seat. Uh, and the girl just goes, all right, Candace. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> didn't she like pass gas or something yes, like that? Yes. yes. I'm glad you brought that part up. So yes. I didn't have to bring that part up. That happened. It just happened. Out of the gate. It uh, just happened. Well, I'm, I'm curious just um, for the fact that you've been an illusionist for, for you said 20 more, 20 plus years. Is that Yeah, I thought you were going to say forever. It does feel like forever. <laughs> <laughs> okay, just forever. Forever he's been doing magic. Forever. Um, well, we're going to start off today's show um, with maybe getting to see a glimpse into really what you do. So without Ooh. further ado, we're going to go right to a special game. A special game. One we've never, ever played. Oh, a special game. Get ready. All right. So like Candace said, we're so excited that you're here, Harris. And we have people watching live from Texas and Australia. And are you located in Nashville or am I just making stuff up? I'm in Nashville right now. Yeah. Yes. Awesome. So, okay. We've never had a professional illusionist on Shut the Shit Up. So this is like a big deal. And <laughs> we're excited. You, uh, yeah. We're excited you're going to take uh, take us there with your special brand of magic. So Yeah. yeah. Harris is so kind to share with us some things that spark our curiosity and our creativity. 
and um, we want you to participate. So if you're watching live right now, here's what we want you to do. We want you to engage with us in our comment section. If at any point during the show, you're like, wait, well, how do you do that? He, he may tell you if you just comment. He may not. Ooh. He may keep a secret. Uh-huh. Or if you if he, if we say something that comes from his book that you're like, wait a minute, I, I just want to know a little bit more about that. Engage with us in the comments. We're going to have a section here at the end of the show called You Said What? And we're going to highlight your comments and questions and see if you actually make it into this episode of Shut the Shutter or not today. Yeah. And and the funny thing is, obviously, this is going to be a visual moment that we're all experiencing with you. So Candace and I are going to do our best for the audio listeners that come on in a week. We're going to do our best to describe what we're seeing as yep. hopefully this yep. won't be a distraction, but really empowering these moments that we're having <laughs> together. As you turn our wonder switch on, Harris, are you ready? Are you I ready? I can't wait to experience this myself. This is going to be <laughs> very entertaining and fun. Um, all right. All right, let's. Uh, this this first one is going to be interesting. I know people are still typing. This, this you guys have amazing listeners all around the world, like Italy, UK, tech. Yeah. That's amazing. All right, yeah. um, this okay. is live, right? We're doing this live. This is Absolutely. not. Absolutely. A lot of people when they watch stuff like this, they're like, "Oh, I can just turn on the show and then I can just do something else in the not the case." So we're going to do a little bit of audience participation, but I want you guys to actually participate. Okay, um, put your hands out in front of you like this. Hands out in front, both okay. of you. Okay. Yeah, hands out okay. in front. Okay. All right, step number one, put your hands together. Okay. Stretch your fingers like this. Okay. Okay. I'm doing it, stretching my fingers towards All front right. of me. That's an important step. All right, here's where the magic happens. Put your hands out in front of you again. This time, take okay. your thumbs that are pointing up. Turn them down to the inside like this, so they're pointing down. Okay. All right, everyone watching at home, they should be doing this too. All right, so if you're uh, watching okay. at home, hands out in front, turn your thumbs down to the inside, backs of your hands together. Take oh, one toss it over the other. Okay, yeah. Now I'm like a pretzel, kind of twisting a little. Yeah. All right. Interlock your fingers. Interlocking. Squeeze them together tight, but keep your thumbs down. Thumbs oh, down. Oh, yeah. I don't know if I can. All right. Yeah. I was gonna, okay. I was going to tell you, like, hold your hands up where I could see them. All right. Bonus points if you can wiggle only your pinkies at the same time. Harder than it oh, looks. Right. All I right. Can. Final. Final step goes like this. You ready? Watch. Follow along. Here we go. Oh, oh my God. Wait, you just twisted your whole arm and hands no, around. No, to be, thumbs up. How does that to get your thumbs up? How do you? He literally you? just morphed into. I can't yeah. even. Usually, because, people do this, yeah. but you guys, you guys don't have to do that part if you don't. I'm want doing to do it that. because oh. I felt like a pretzel. I was, that also felt like I'm I'm one less visit from a chiropractor fee. So that was yeah, great. there you go. I, oh, I was uh, I was really intrigued to see how you guys might describe that one. This one might be a little bit easier to describe. I've got a deck of cards in my hands here, but let me okay, tell you something about that, that trick really quick. You know, when I was a kid, there was this guy in my school who came up to me and he's like, hey, you're the guy that likes magic tricks. And I was like, yeah. And he goes, oh. did you know? And then he proceeded to explain to me the secret of the trick that I just showed you. Oh, now, are you going to tell us? He, he didn't perform it for me. He just told me the secret steps. So I didn't get to experience that moment of wonder that you just felt. He's just like, yeah, you walk up to someone, you do this, you do this. And the person watching you will have no idea how to turn their thumbs up. And I was like, no, no <laughs> one is ever going to fall for something that simple. What? And well, of course, here- you guys, they're like, how'd you do that? And I walked away like, Man, it is so easy for people to be tricked and deceived. And what I've discovered is that over the last 20 years of performing magic shows, that it's true. It is easy for us to be deceived, but it's not because we aren't smart. It's just because most people don't understand these principles of deception that make magic tricks possible. So let me demonstrate one more of those principles to you. 
I need one of you to help out with this. It doesn't matter to me which one. Do we have a volunteer? Jenny, me. Oh, Jenny, oh, Jenny. I love volunteering right, for things. Scale of one to ten, how would you rate your imagination? Oh, uh, an eight. An eight. Okay. All right. All right. I don't even need this deck of cards for this. I've got another deck of cards I carry with me everywhere I go. What do I do with this? For extra really imaginative for people just like you. Oh, yep. Here they are. Do you just have a desk of magical things right yeah. by you at all times? And I have this deck of cards. They're invisible. Can you see oh. them in my hands? I cannot see them. I'm so nervous and I'm I getting sweaty. Go back and visit that eight. You rated your imagination at eight. Let's try again. Imagine them a little bit harder, Jenny. Can you see them now? Yes, I completely okay, right. see those deck of cards. All right, I'm going to take the cards. I'm going to throw them to you through the camera lens. Okay, I caught them. Okay, good job. Good thing I threw them in slow motion. You totally would have missed. All right, take the cards, mix them up, shuffle them up really well. Okay, I'm shuffling my real Jenny, cards. Jenny, rewind. You got to take them out of the box first. Oh, geez. Okay, I'm getting nervous. I'm going to write me down to a two. I don't know. I'm all right, spread them out in front of your face. Okay. They're all different, right? Yeah, yeah, totally different. Options. I need you to choose a card. Before you pick one, let me give you a tip. I did not used to say this part. And then people would say, oh, Harris, everybody picks that card. I was like, why are people saying that? And then I realized people thought the way the trick worked is that everybody picks the same handful of cards, like the Queen of Hearts, the Ace of Spades, really high cards, valuable cards. Yeah. I think of a three because it's a popular number. Jenny, I feel like I'm trying to influence your thoughts right now. I am not. You can pick a three if you really want to. And there's four of them. So it would still be amazing. But help me make this as incredible as possible. Choose a random card in the middle of the deck that you think no one else would think of. Don't okay. say it out loud. Just reach inside and find it. Pull it out. Okay, I got okay. it in Joker. my mind as well. Two other options. All right, look at it. Memorize the name of it. Make sure you know what it's called. Take the card. You're going to put it back in the deck, but turn it over so it's face down. Putting it back inside the deck. Close the cards back up. Give it another cut or shuffle so we have no idea where it is. Could be on the top, the bottom. That's crazy. Shuffle. Mixed it really good. It's like that before. You ever All need right. me to go on the Here's road? The I'm ready. Card. You're going to throw them back here to me through the camera lens. Okay. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Whoa. Hey. Oh, wow. We actually caught a real deck of cards. Okay. What I, I didn't can't even. I don't, okay. I'm so excited. Yeah. Here's what I didn't tell you yet. Uh, there's There were no cards in this box until now. Oh. This was an empty card box earlier, but you just threw your deck of cards. I don't know if you noticed, you forgot to put them back in the box. So oh, you probably shit. still have an empty card box laying on your desk, but those real cards are now inside of this box. Jenny, you can see where this is going. How crazy would it be if there's a single card turned over in this very real deck of cards? And it's the same card that you turned over in your imagination. I would literally fall on the ground and just die, I think. <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm so excited. Because if that actually happens, I don't want you to fall on the ground and die. <laughs> All right. So here's the deal. Here, I'm going to make this nice and fair. This deck okay. of cards from this point forward is not going to leave the camera frame. Okay? All right. That way I can't cheat. There's no weird sleight of hand to make sure that Jenny can't cheat. And in a moment claim, no, that wasn't my card. I'm going to make her commit out loud so everyone knows Jenny, for the first time, what was the card that you turned over in your imagination? In my mind, I was thinking the Eight of Diamonds. The Eight of Diamonds. That's not the card we talked about before we started the show. <laughs> okay, I had to make a joke so to make it clear for everyone at home. Was this prearranged? Shut up. Is it in there? No, this was not prearranged. This. This we is literally not just met. Right? This no. was not set up. This was not rigged. We didn't talk about this. You had no idea that you'd be choosing a card. No. Okay. 
And so yet you turned over a single card in your imagination, the eight of diamonds. 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 That is crazy, y'all. Stop it. All right, I'm going to go through the entire deck one by one, nice and slow, so that you guys can see out of all of these cards, there is a single card turned upside down. I'll go through the rest just so you know it's the only one. Jenny turned over the eight of diamonds. No. That is no, crazy. No. What? Shut up. That's Four, five, six, seven, eight. That's you, how did you do that? All right, Candace, it's just me and you now. Jenny's a goner. Oh, man. Bye, Jenny. I love you. All right, you and me, buddy. Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. You really kicked her out. I did. You said, hey, you said it's just, I was like, no, well, all right. her words. She says I'm going to fall on the ground and die. We don't want that to happen. Bring her back. Bring her back. Okay. All right, here you go. And I'm back. <laughs> that was crazy. Oh, I, I was like, there. so I just got to like verbally process this. So first, of course, I was thinking of the Ace of Spades because I feel like everybody does that. And then you were like, don't be obvious. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get you real good. Yeah. I didn't used to say that because then everybody picked the Ace of Spades. And then we get to the and I'm like, it's the Ace of Spades. And then everyone would be like, I know Heard about it. everybody picks the Ace of Spades. <laughs> so I'm like, pick a different card. Help me make it amazing. That's that awesome. was phenomenal. That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you for saying that was phenomenal and not how did you do that? That's something that we talk a lot about in the book. So the idea of saying, wow, instead of constantly looking at everything in the world around you and just going, yeah, but how? So that's awesome. That makes you fun people to perform magic for. Yes. Well, you know what? I cannot wait for us to dump, jump, not dump, jump a little <laughs> bit further into your book. <laughs> This is live. This is this is the joy of live. And because we're going to do that, we're going to jump right into the section of we said what. Here we go, everybody. Come on now. What do we say? All right. I have a copy right here in with me, the Wonder Switch. And in this book, Harris, you actually write that wonder leads to curiosity. Um, and you're saying that our wonder is actually connected to our dreaming, to innovation, to creativity. Can you explain those connections? How in the world does wonder actually spark our creativity? Yeah, I mean, wonder is the beginning of all of those things. It's the beginning of everything else because it serves as this foundation. The reason why is because most of us, once we grow up, the wonder switch gets turned off, right? We all come into the world with this wide awake sense of childlike wonder because we're kids and we see magic everywhere. And then somewhere along the way, something comes in, breaks our narrative. We can't make sense of it. It could lead to trauma or shame or feeling like we don't measure up. And because we can't make sense of the story we're in, the wonder switch gets turned off. And that's kind of like turning off the lights. You can't see anywhere. Well, in the book, uh, it's an oversimplification here with this few words. That's why it took me 55,000 words in a book, right? But uh, <laughs> right. the basic way I know of, the most simplest way I know of to describe wonder is wonder is what gives us permission to believe in a story that we have yet to see. Because we are all storytelling creatures. It's how we were created. It's how we're wired. We walk around all day long telling ourselves stories to try to make sense of the world, to find relevancy in things, to try to stay safe. We do this so often that even when we go to bed at night, our brain stays up all night long telling ourselves more stories, right? And so yeah. as these storytelling beings, 
we develop this narrative and that narrative is what drives all of our thinking, our behavior, our faith, our worldview, everything. It determines the choices that we make, this narrative that determines the stories we tell ourselves. So if we start telling ourselves lies, as you can see, it's easy to be tricked and deceived in the misperceiving reality. When we tell ourselves lies, well, we don't believe in the possibility of what could be. It's hard to have a childlike faith. It's hard to be curious. It's hard to be creative. And so once you flip that wonder switch back on, as I said, it starts to give you permission to go, hmm, I wonder if that story is possible. I wonder if that story is better than the one that I've been telling myself. And we have to have that permission to believe. Otherwise, we won't pursue it or let alone step into it. Wow. Man, it's so many times when I was a kid and I approached everything with wonder. Um, mm. And that naivety <laughs> that you get to see even being a parent of young kids you know, especially yeah. around the holidays and when you're like, we're going to leave out some milk and cookies and, <laughs> I, and I'm going to put reindeer prints on the floor, you know, yeah. and you yeah. see their eyes and they can barely sleep because of the wonder that they have. And yeah. What would it actually feel like to have an adult kind of wonder that matches that experience? And I think that that's what you're actually trying to invite us into by turning this switch back on. And I'm, yeah. I'm stinking. This is getting me like riled up and like little bitty um, goosebumps all over because I am somebody that's an Enneagram seven. So I'm all in. I'm all in. I'm like, how is the fun in? one? <laughs> I'm like, let's awesome. compete. So let me try a magic trick. That's awesome. Where did my coffee cup go? I like it. I'm, I can't, I mean, I just can't stop smiling from yeah. what we just experienced. My, I mean, I literally made up a card in my mind and you were like, da, 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 da. like it, it's okay. It's amazing. I have so many questions for you. Um, <laughs> when, okay, this is a deep one. I'm sorry, Candace. It's not on our list, but oh, okay. have Go you ever had, like, what was your, have you ever had to battle to find that wonder again? Or because oh, yeah. you've been so passionate about it, it's like, nah, I got mm -hmm. this. I'm good. No. Yeah. I, you know, in the book, I outline this thing called the transformation map and it's essentially the process of how to move from an old story to a new one and how wonder is central to that process. If we want to get out of a story that we're in and into the possibility of a new story, we have to have the wonder switch on. And what's funny when I was writing, I kept trying to map that process out and it was in a straight line and it just wasn't working until I put it in a circle. And it's like, as soon as I connected the dots, I was like, Oh yeah, that's it. Because the reality is for most of us, the wonder switch gets turned on and off, on and off throughout our lives. And it's probably more of a dimmer switch. It can kind of dim up and down as well. Um, and so, yeah, there we go. There's the transformation map. And so, yeah, for me, multiple times, you know, I came into the world with my wonder switch on. I was not a cool kid. I grew up in a poor family. I didn't have what it was, was necessary to be cool and have lots of friends at school. So as a result, I was bullied and picked on. The bullies on my playground turned off my wonder switch. Hmm. I started coasting yeah. through my childhood, kind of numb and disconnected, right? Mm -hmm. Didn't feel like I had a sense of belonging. Didn't feel like I was enough. <clears throat> and then when I was nine years old, I got a magic kit from my grandmother for Christmas. Wow. I was like, this is dumb. It's not at all what I asked for for Christmas, right? And out of boredom, I learned my first trick from my mom and dad. I marched into the living room. I put a little ball in a cup and I made it disappear, thinking no one was going to be amazed. And my parents' eyes lit up. They were like, whoa, that was amazing. And it was the first time that someone else had looked at me with a look of awe and wonder in response to something that I had done. And so now I know, looking back, oh, wonder is contagious, which is why their wonder reawakened mine. 
and gave birth to a whole new dream filled with possibilities. And so throughout my entire life, that's what it was like. It's like I wanted to switch on and I have to fight to turn it back on. I just think as we grow in wisdom and faith and truth, as we heal from the parts of our stories that have broken our narratives, I think we can live more and more of our lives in the top half of the circle of that map and spend more of our time with our wonder wide awake. It just takes effort. You want to know what's great is you're saying the pivotal pivotal moment, nine years old, got this magic box, got this mm-hmm. little kit. Um, I am such a nerd that I know the most random facts about random people that I admire and follow. And I got to tell you, I've, I've never felt more connected with this idea of a young person having something in their hands that is just a mystery to them. That Mm -hmm. makes them actually wonder, you know, um, one of my favorite people in the entire world that I look up to and actually got the privilege of meeting was J.J. Abrams. Oh, wow. I know, right? (laughs) The first question that I thought to ask him was something that I read. I read that when he was also a child, he got a magic kit and the box had question marks all the way wrapped around it. And to this day, he has not opened it because of that mystery and the wonder of not knowing what's inside. He has Mm -hmm. it on a shelf when he begins to write. And so I needed to know if that was true. So like, I look like a straight up soccer. He's like, Hey, I love this. And I go, I need to interrupt you. Is it true that you have a magic box? You've never opened. And he was like, took a step back and went, yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure yeah. he had like some hand signal for security after that. <laughs> but but the fact is, is that you're sitting here and you're describing a very similar situation that happened as a child. And what mm-hmm. I'm seeing the result of is this. There's something so inviting into mystery it, that, that leads yes. our hearts to wonder and to and to want more. And I dude, I'm so excited for this topic. I can't wait to finish your book. I started it last night and I'm a slow reader, but I'm telling you. <laughs> I couldn't finish it fast because it was so meaty and I had that digest like page after page. So oh, thank you. Um, thank you so much. Jump into this and, and, and figure out if their wonder switch is off or on. And then not only that, you give us ways to turn it back on. So I'm excited. I'm excited. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And this is so true. I mean, that, and that JJ story, that's one of my favorite talks on YouTube and it's available. The story of him getting that magic kit and not opening it all these years. Yes. But you know, something I love to remind people of is that that tension I think is new within the last few decades. Because Mm. if you think about a hundred years ago, you know, up until a hundred years ago, if you witnessed something mysterious or amazing, you know, I don't think we were as desensitized to the wonder. I think there was a little bit more of an abundance of it. And Mm. we didn't have this little device in our pockets where we're like, oh no, I feel wonder, it feels threatening. What do I do in the information age? I know, I just came in contact with a mystery. I don't understand how something works. So let me just (laughs) Google that real quick and find a YouTube video that can explain this mystery in 30 seconds or less. And it's no wonder that we now have an entire generation of human beings who feels really uncomfortable believing in anything that they can't see or can't be explained to them in 30 seconds on YouTube because Mm. wonder now feels so disruptive. So I think a hundred years ago, we just would have watched an amazing magic show and went, wow, that's amazing because we would have walked out of the theater and been surrounded by all these other mysterious things like cars and telephones and the magic was everywhere. But now we feel this intense need to crush it whenever we find it because Uh, we don't like that tension that comes with coming in contact with something mysterious. uh, It's like we have to be comfortable sitting in the unknown and being okay with that. You do say something that I really want to ask you about. So you, you say that embracing the wonder mindset we have to understand the truth that we're just average. Now, I think I'm pretty awesome. 
I'm going to say, I think you're pretty awesome. You just did this miraculous magic trick and I can't stop smiling about it. But how, how can you say that? I mean, aren't we all filled with magic and we're supposed to live this extraordinary life? So can you just expand on that thought? Sure. I mean, it's you just answered it. You said we're all filled with magic and filled with an extraordinary life, which means that none of us are special. Like I can't do this. Oh. I did this because I put in a lot of time and hard work, which means that mm. this is something that any eight year old child can do with about 15 years of practice. Right. Like this, <laughs> you know, this is, which means that I don't have the ability to be an amazing illusionist because I was born and endowed with some sort of talent that's more special and bigger than anyone else mm. on the planet. And so we we're all born with magic but we have a hard time seeing it. It's like, it's ironic because we look up at the stars in the sky and we're like, whoa, that's amazing. Look at the galaxies. And we marvel at all this stuff in creation. And like the creator of those things, he was like, yeah, that's good. But then he made us and his image and was like, whoa, that's like really good, right? So how much more magic is there in us than even the stars in the sky? But yet we look up and marvel, but we can't look in the mirror and do the same. And so that is all of us. And if we all have that magic inside of us, wow. that's kind of the average. And so the average human being is filled with magic and possibility and has the potential to live an extraordinary life. And I think if you start with that mindset that we all are working with the same material, we were all created to create, then I think it sort of strips away all of the excuses and you can't allow your mindset to go, well, I can't do what Jenny does. I can't do what Candace does because they're special and I'm not. They've got magic and I don't. Wow. We were all born average with the same opportunities um, to develop. That doesn't mean that all of our stories are the same. A lot of us have arch hardships and those things shape us and form us uh, and give us opportunities to live a more extraordinary life. So we could go deep into that. Um, but when I say that we're all born average, it means we all start with the same amount of magic. Yeah, man, that's so good. You know, this is not in our um, run sheet. This is not what something that we're planning on doing. But listen, when you start a conversation like this and you get my mind just percolating with all the things, <laughs> I can't, I can't not ask this or, or, or comment on this. Sure. I don't know. Have you ever read an essay by A. W. Tozer called "The Weight of Glory"? Yes. Um, oh my goodness, what you've <laughs> just described—it's this beauty that we all share, and it's this weight. This not not the w-a-i-t this weight of glory like we're waiting to be glorious or glory filled it's like w-e-i-g-h-t like we already carry this heaviness of god's glory with us and when you said how can we look up in the stars and marvel at that but not marvel when we look in the mirror i think that that impacted me but i i wouldn't doubt for one second harris that that did not impact somebody else that's watching this right now and needed to hear that in some ways that felt like an old familiar um, truth that we just got to just dig up and unearth and remember and look at again. And so I don't want us to pass too quickly on that friend. I think, um, somebody's watching right now that they forgot that they can marvel in the mirror, that mm. they forgot that there's a weight of glory that they carry just by the fact that they were created by a God that loves them. So I, I can't no let that pass. That's so good. Can I say one more thing on that? Is that okay? Yeah. Please, okay, yes. So Here's the reason why, because I think oftentimes, you know, we we hope to inspire people to be able to marvel in the mirror like that. But then they walk away not feeling equipped. They're like, OK, am I just supposed to believe? Um, and the answer is kind of yes, but that's really hard to just choose to believe. Right. And so in the book, I talk about how often we move from 
our childhood experience of understanding that believing is seeing. And as we grow up, cynicism introduces this mindset of thinking that seeing is believing. And here's what I mean by that. Like I just did a couple magic tricks for you guys. Yeah. Clearly seeing is not always believing. Otherwise the explanation would be like, I have some sort of supernatural power or psychic ability to know which card she was going to think of. So I turned it over an hour ago before she even knew which card she was going to think of, right? That's not the case. I don't have any sort of supernatural powers which means I created an illusion using principles of psychology that take advantage of how the five senses work and interpret information and feed them back to our brains. And human beings, to be honest with you, are not that great at determining what the truth is or perceiving what reality is based on what our senses tell us or what our feelings tell us, which means that seeing is not always believing. But most of us live as if that's the case. We're like, oh, right, I'll believe in that when I see it. Oh, you think I'm awesome? <laughs> that's not what I see when I look in the mirror. You think I'm enough? Sure, you keep telling me that and I appreciate the inspiration, but it's not what I see when I look in the mirror. And that's because seeing isn't believing, but believing is seeing. And so if you stand in front of the mirror going, I'm trying to see something different, it's because we have to unpack the lies and deception that have influenced our belief systems. Because if we believe the lie, I'm not enough, I don't have what it takes, I'm not pretty, I'm not whatever, all the different variations of that lie, those beliefs are actually informing what we see, which is why we have to go to work on the beliefs, not just wish our eyes worked differently. Does that make sense? Yes. Okay. So yes. good. I'm about to do the holy hustle around this place. Right. Like, like if I had a church hanky, it'd been thrown. And if I had a shoe, I would have thrown it at the screen at you just then. Well, Wait. as we can tell, if you throw things through the screen, it actually comes over here. It's <laughs> He's going to catch it. It's gonna it'll catch come it. over and it'll be just amazing. And, and well, like, before. Were you thinking of this shoe, Candace? And I was like, yes, I was. Just waiting. I'm waiting for him to cut you in half, Candace. She'd be happy no, no, no. she is today if I did that. Oh. oh. No. And the splitting headache is terrible. Oh, oh, that was a no. dad joke. <laughs> I want, I, guys, guys, I got to reel us in for one question and then we'll okay. move to the next All section. Right. You got so it. When, we're when we're talking about like reprogramming our mind, I know you didn't use that word, but when we're talking about um, kind of finding that wonder again, what, what do you say? I know this is a loaded question. <laughs> in 30 seconds, what would you say for the person that looks in the mirror and they're like, I'm the worst? Like, what would you say for them to get their wonder back? That, you know, you have to find truth that can be trusted and recognize that that truth is true, regardless of how it makes you feel or what yeah. you perceive. Um, and obviously, as a person of faith, I think that constantly brings me back to the ultimate source of absolute truth, God's word. Um, and but we need that. Otherwise, we're walking around feeling, is this real? Is this real? Is this real? Um, and, you know, when bank tellers identify the difference between a real bill and a counterfeit bill, they're actually not trained and able to, to spot all the counterfeits. They're trained by studying what real currency looks and feels like. And so if you want to be able to spot a lie or a fake or a counterfeit, um, you have to become knowledgeable about what, what the truth is. Um, and so I think you just constantly have to go back to understanding what's a source of truth that I can believe okay. in and trust in and believe in that regardless of whether it makes me feel a certain way. Wow. Well, I know that I'm enjoying this conversation. I want our listeners, our friends that are watching right now to be able to join with us. So without further ado, let's jump right into you said what? 
We just want to listen And maybe we can do some good You said but I just want to mimic all those. Those are so awesome. I'm I'm over here like dancing too. You know, if you're not watching the live show and you're only an audio listener on our podcast, you're missing these incredible bumpers that I worked endlessly on for hours. So I'm just saying, if you like it, you might like this. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know what? Magic. One thing that we love about our podcast is our community of listeners and the amazing feedback that they leave us. Um, It's a way that we catch glimpses into their stories. When we started this show, we knew that we wanted to interact with you. And so we'd love to feature you on today's show. And so let's take a look at some of the comments and questions that we've been getting. Um, And here's here's one thing that I just want to start out because it's about me. And I just felt like we probably should. Um, Cora Price just says, Candace, you make me laugh and I like that. Um, Sorry, Candace is looking real confident in her mirror. <laughs> I found the marvel in my mirror. Um, and But here's what I like. She said, Harris's message is a great one. We all need to get more wonder in our lives. It opens the imagination. And this is something that I feel like, Corey, you're hitting on today in such a great way. Um, if we lose imagination, we lose the capability of hope, I believe. I really do. If we can't imagine a better place or a better circumstance or a better future, that is something that chips away at our hope. And so you're right on when you say that Harris's message is a great one. Um, So I'm just going to encourage you, Cora, that uh, if you want to know more about what his actual um, transformative little circle is for that switch to get his book, The Wonder Switch. All right, Cora, that's awesome. Anything you want to say to Cora? I mean, she put herself out there. Yes. Sorry. I was like, I, I want, I want to say something about that, but I keep hijacking your show. And so I don't want to Dude, keep doing that. Um, Hijack so, everything. No, I have so much to say on the subject of imagination. So uh, for mm. the next couple hours, I would love to talk to you guys about that. Let's go for it. Um, <laughs> I'm ready. Let's go. I'm, I'll try I'm to keep weird. it concise. So my <laughs> biggest understanding in studying human imagination has be, has been the epiphany that imagination is not something that sort of lessens or becomes less active as we grow up, that adults use their imaginations every single day. The problem is not whether we use our imaginations, it's how. And so we spend our time spending all these moments of being anxious and worrying about all the potential things that could possibly go wrong. And once you study neuroscience and the role of imagination, you realize the imagination is simply a storytelling tool. It's like the virtual reality flight simulator for the future, because If you're in a situation that's dangerous and your nervous system starts freaking out, your heart starts beating, your palms get sweaty, it's because your imagination is fast forwarding in the story and it doesn't like how the story ends. And so it's then reversing back going, hey, remove yourself from this situation. It's not safe. And I think that worry is a misuse of imagination. So in the Mm. book, I talk about the difference between rational fear and irrational fear and how if the wonder switch is turned on, it allows us to use our imagination the way that it was intended with hope, creativity, innovation to create a really optimistic view of the future, to create a positive vision for your life in the world. When the wonder switch is turned off, we misuse our imagination. We basically spend all our time in anxiety and worry. So uh, how do we do that? Well, if you want to properly use your imagination, it constantly means returning back to wonder, flipping the wonder switch back on. 
Sorry, I love- it wasn't two hours. I could easily talk for two hours about imagination. No, <laughs> I, I love this. And I feel like I'm like sitting with the brain master of all the things. Now you, they don't, we didn't like give them your full bio where you've worked with like really well-known respectable companies and like you've offered a lot of insight for them. And um, I'm just sitting here like, are you a genius? I want to know why. <laughs> I have some questions. You, Obviously. Like, I just, I just tweeted a quote from Seth Godin where he says, genius is not a gift. It's a skill or something like that. You have the uh, skill. You have the skill. Yeah, which Thank means you. it can be developed. Yeah. Yeah. I, and so, guys, if you have questions, post them in the comments. But I have a question here. So did you go to college and what was your major? Because I'm like, <laughs> it must have been genius zone 101. Like, like, how, like what did you study? Thank you for not asking if I went to Hogwarts. I think you're the <laughs> person who didn't just make all these assumptions about my life and how I gained my magical skills. Uh, so I actually did not finish college. Um, I okay. dropped out of both high school and college. Uh, so I ended up getting a homeschooling wow. degree. My parents jokingly called it hotel school because I started touring full time when I was a teenager. Um, wow. And then I was like, okay, I'm going to go to college. And I went to school uh, and like a year and a half in, my, uh, what do they call it in college? Not the guidance. It's a guidance counselor in high school. Whatever the professor syllabus. is. They create a syllabus. No. <laughs> I before. Oh, Candace. I've got lots of words. Hold on. Yeah. Syllabus. My advisor, whatever the advisor. advisor. My advisor, syllabus. he pulls me my in. He's like, told me not to go. Yeah. He's like, be honest with me. When you were missing all these classes, traveling and stuff, tell me about that. And then I explained like everything that I was doing. And he was like, Hey, don't, don't tell anyone I told you this, but you should just quit and get out of here and go back to doing what you do. Um, so if, for all the kids that are listening, stay in school. Um, but I did not, I did not. Wow. That, wow. Well, it's, I was like, did he study psychology? Just the, the wealth of information you have and the background you have in mm-hmm. even communicating thought. Like I'm over here almost in a puddle of tears. Cause I, thought I'm the biggest creative Ooh. ninja of all. Oh, psychology today. He's holding I read the magazine today. if that counts. <laughs> it counts. It has put you on genius level. And I'm still studying. I'm still studying, but no major. Yeah, absolutely. Well, it's, it's a great example. You know, I'm going to highlight you. for just a second, because I think that we, we brushed over this comment. And for those listening, the audio listeners, Tina Marie, one of our um, people in the comment section right now watching live with us, she just, she wants to highlight and I need to highlight it too. Worry is a misuse of imagination. And that is quoting directly from Harris III. And um, she says, hook me up to that slow drip. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Tina, can you write my bio? Can you... <laughs> <laughs> Tina Marie. Oh, new bestie right there. Hook me up to that slow drip. Love it. And then just one more before we go on, because this is, um, apparently this is hitting our listeners. It's hitting me. Um, but Fiona Dick, she puts worry is the misuse of imagination. That's amazing. Like a light bulb has been switched on. Use your imagination for good. Focus on the positive and all the good that could be. And that is come on on come on um you are hitting some people right in the middle of their uh their day their morning their their searching i feel it i feel there's some synergy in this moment but if you don't mind man i want to just keep us moving forward we've got so much show to get to and we're about to wrap up but let's just jump right on into he said what he said what
Now, as a faith-based podcast, we often try to point our listeners with creative ways to find freedom from the things that they tell themselves that they should or shouldn't do. And I love your new book, The Wonder Switch. Like I said, I, I, I cannot wait to finish it. And I love how it describes wonder as this nutrient. And if that's the case, then we have maybe possibly this wonder deficiency. And when yes. I read that, I couldn't help but stop to think about so many different people that are missing this nutrient in their spiritual health. Yeah. And you've said there's these two things we need to fully experience uh, the real magic, which is belief and openness. So for those who might be feeling spiritually uh, deficient or they feel like their wonder switches off within their relationship with God or even their faith, how would you encourage them, Harris, to apply belief and openness to experience that wonder again? Yeah. <clears throat> well, again, if wonder is what gives us permission to believe and we're having a hard time believing, it means that our belief problem is actually a wonder problem, right? Mm. Um, and so it really is all about a return to wonder. And then naturally people are like, okay, well, how do I do that? Um, which is why so much of the book is about that transformation map and going back to figure out, okay, where on the map are we? What was it that crushed my wonder? Because the thing we have to understand is wonder is not something that we've never had that we have to go find. Wonder is our natural state. We came into the world with the switch on, which means to, to turn it back on is to try to figure out what turned it off. Yeah. And so that requires some pretty radical self-inquiry, requires a lot of vulnerability, requires a willingness to step into the messiness in our stories and get real about, okay, what are these lies that broke my narrative? What story am I telling myself right now that isn't true? And who told me that story? And to recognize how much power we have to take that script back and go, wait, hold up. Why am I letting that person write the script? Why am I letting this person label me? Look, the only person that gets to label me is the person who created me, right? Like when you go to the grocery store, you can't take a label off of one product and put it on something else because the thing that the company that made that product be like, hold up, we, we, we made that. So we're actually the ones that get to label that. And so there's all yeah. this storytelling that takes place in our heads. that's just not rooted in reality. And so we've got to go figure out what the story is. What are the lies in the story? What broke the narrative and how can we restore it and replace it with truth? And then that naturally will guide us back to authenticity and truth and open us up to the same uh, wonder of our childhood <clears throat> that gave us the ability to have that childlike faith and belief that anything is possible. Goodness. Goodness. I love that you say that wonder is our natural state. Um, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you know, with you writing on wonder, I, I, I often write a lot about joy. And I think that maybe these, these things, joy and wonder are somewhat cousins, you know, if yeah. you think about them together. Um, and the common question and the common thing that I have when I meet people face to face is well that's that's good for you candace it's easy for you to be joyful it's easy for you to just you know i mean you're just kind of a joyful person and i wonder how many people think man it must be easy to just have wonder if you're already like that you know and i love that you actually give in your book this tool for a transformative map it's this transformation map that says hey figure out where you are and i love that you even challenge us to take an honest self-evaluation I think a lot of people want to be at that marvel in the mirror stage, Harris, but they don't like <laughs> to see where they are on the map either to go, yeah. like, hey, 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 if I got to take an honest look, yes, there's marvel in this weight of glory, but there's also there's also some things that I have to own in this moment, too. And, yeah. Uh, that spiritual deficiency, I can speak from experience. Jenny, I don't know if you can, but I know the moments that I have seen myself 
feeling the furthest away from the Lord, my farthest um, uh, reach of need from being a nearness to him has usually be, been because of something that I've actually deliberately done to turn away or to um, hide myself, hide my sin, hide, hide the things I didn't want him to even see that he already sees. And I love that you're giving these people practical. You're giving us these practical steps and being able to say, where am I right now? And that applies to our faith so yeah. easily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause the, the reason why you hide those things, the reason why you don't embrace those things is because of all the worry and anxiety that comes with it. Right. Cause yeah. you start to tell yourself a story that isn't true. You start thinking, well, if I, instead of hiding it, if I embrace it, well, here's what people are going to say. Or if I embrace this part of my story, that might mean I have to go talk to somebody about it. And I don't like that. And so again, it's that misuse of imagination, hmm. which is why we need to turn back to wonder <clears throat> because wonder opens us up to the possibility that a different story is possible, that maybe we yeah. stand, that we can step into that mess and still find the love and acceptance and belonging that we were created to have. That's so good. So good. Well, Harris, I want to point our listeners where they can catch up with you and follow along with you. Um, and so if you are actually watching Facebook Live right now, all you have to do is just screenshot this little screen that we've got for you. And if you are an audio listener, please just go to our show notes on www.shuttheshutup.com and we will have all that we have listed here for you to be able to connect with Harris, to be able to find his new book, The Wonder Switch. You're going to want to check that out. And you are, I'm telling you, y'all, you're going to be blessed by it. So without further ado, let's pray. Hey, let's pray. All right. Awesome. Yeah. So we've been hanging out, as you guys know, with Harris III, talking about reawakening wonder to find our health and our happiness. And it, this has just been a lovely, amazing conversation. I can't stop smiling after that magic trick. I just I want to do it again. Um, but other than that, we want to encourage you guys listening the best way we know how. And that is, court, of course, to go to the one who holds all the wonder and just to pray for you guys. Um, so we asked Harris to close the episode in prayer. So we're going to have him pray for you right now. So if you're listening, pray alongside us as we enter into this moment. Awesome. Uh, dear Heavenly Father, it's, I'm reminded right now of the power of praying with wonder. Um, you are amazing. You created all things. You create us and you called it good. Uh, in fact, you said that we created in your image was really good. So I just I ask that if, for those of us who are struggling today to find the magic in the mirror because we're tricked into believing all the lies and deception of this world, that you would reawaken our wonder, that you would open us up to the truth, um, that you would help us to respond to that truth in tangible ways and act on it by boldly and courageously following you so we can walk by faith instead of by what we see and look at you and constantly say, wow instead of looking at everything in the world around us, including ourselves and constantly saying, yeah, but how you're an amazing God through whom all things are possible. So thanks for this podcast. Thanks for Jenny and Candace and all the work they're doing through it and the way they're using it to touch the lives of people around the world and the way that they awaken wonder. You're amazing. God, we thank you. Uh, we love you. We ask these things in your name. Amen. 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 Hey, until next week, everybody go ahead, shut the shit up. Thank you so much, Harris, for joining us today. We so appreciate you. Thank you, guys. Have a good one. <laughs> All right. Bye-bye. 
you've been inspired to stop shitting yourself, head over to iTunes and write a review and just give us all the stars. If there's one thing you're going to should yourself with, you should subscribe to our show so you don't miss an episode. See you next time.